Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools. My name is Tyrone Richardson, known as Mr. Rich. I have been a public school teacher, a principal, and I'm now an executive director in my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut. Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools is a collection of conversations with hardworking, inspired, devoted members of our community who support the education of our beautiful and capable students. Each personal story is a thread. And when weave together, these stories reveal the strong net that is our Hartford community. In supporting our children's growth, community is everything. Let's talk Hartford Public Schools. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hartford Public Schools. We have with us today um, our SSO of the year. That is our School Safety Officer of the Year for Hartford Public Schools for our 2021-2022 school year and it is Mr. Tommy Williams of Batanzas Learning Lab. Welcome, sir. Thank you, glad to be here. All right, and uh, Mr. Williams, uh, first of all, congratulations once again on getting School Safety Officer of the Year. Batanzas Learning Lab is a pre-K to four school, um, Batanzas Learning Lab, that's where you are right now. So talk to us, tell us about yourself, Tommy. Where were you born at, where'd you go to school? Hi, uh, my name is Tommy Williams. I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. I went to uh, Mark Twain School, Fox Middle, Weaver High. What? I'm sorry. We always stop because I love it. Love it that you're from Hartford. I never knew that. Mark Twain. Where else? Fox Middle. Fox Middle. And and then Weaver High High School. So you're a beaver. Yes. Okay. So just to let you know, if you didn't know, I went to Hartford High. But we we say that whenever we have somebody from Weaver on the show, it's okay. Y'all gonna be all right. All right. So congratulations on going to Harvard Public Schools and then coming back and working with our kids, man. We really um we really appreciate that. So born and raised in Harvard, what was it like growing up and going to school in Harvard? Wow, it was it was fascinating because you uh we worked around um, a lot of areas like the north end of part of Hartford, as far as like Stowe Village, yeah. um, Albany Avenue, Vine Street, all of those different areas. We, uh, as far as going to Trinity College, Doc Hurley uh, summer program, mm-hmm. we used to have that was great. We, so we interact around the, the community pretty much, so we got to know each other. And what were some of the things that the community offered to students at that time when you were growing up? Well, we had um, summer school programs. We uh, we worked yeah. in the summer, like we had like like summer jobs, summer nice. jobs. Some of us worked summer jobs. Some of us went to camp. Okay, <laughs> so you going down that camp? Please tell me you're talking about Camp Current. Yeah, Camp Current, <laughs> <laughs> Trinity College, Upper Bound. I mean, okay, Upper Bound. Yep, Camp Current, Upper Bound. Those are great places. Um, that I remember as well. I'm not even going to ask you how old you are or what year you graduated high school. We're going to leave that alone. But I, I know those programs. I recognize that stuff. You mentioned Stowe Village was not even around anymore. So <laughs> I, I could tell for sure. Um, when you went to Mark Twain, Fox Middle, Weaver High School, did you have any favorite teachers? Yes. Um, when I went to um, Mark Twain, Miss Hurley was my favorite teacher when I went to Mark Twain. Doc Hurley's wife. Okay. And And, uh, when I went to uh, (laughs) Weaver, my favorite principal was uh, Eddie Davis. 
So hold up. I had to take a drink of water real quick. I'm sorry. First of all, you said Sue Hurley, right? Yes, Doc Hurley's wife. Um, Doc Hurley's wife. And then Eddie Davis. Eddie Davis. Now, Eddie was your, was that a favorite teacher or principal? He was my principal at uh, a Weaver. At Weaver. Okay, so that's when he was principal at Weaver. Eddie, I know Eddie very well. First of all, shout out to the great late Doc Hurley for all those people who are listening. Um, and, and Eddie is got to be somewhere down south right now. But when I first came to be principal at uh, at um, Milner School, he was my uh, special assistant principal on assignment. He was also my leadership coach. And so I know Eddie Davis very well. But let's get to Sue Hurley first. Sue Hurley was at which school? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. And why was she your favorite teacher? Well, she took a liking to me. Um, I used to go to her house, do special errands for her, work around the house. And um, I just, you know, you get that one teacher you really like, and she took a liking to me. And um, yep. now, wait a I, minute. I had so much respect. And she, she had a good rapport with my mom. <laughs> okay, so yeah, 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 parents and teachers got along well. Yes. She made you go to her house and do work? Yes, I used to rake a, I used to rake a leaves and she gave me three dollars. I looked at her like oh, that was okay. And then Doc could bring me back home in his Lincoln. You mean yeah, that blue Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> wow. See now you know I don't know of anybody right now as far as kids and teachers go that our, our kids would be allowed to go and rake our teachers' leaves. That would be some good stuff. So that of course they were living in Hartford, right? Yes, Richfield Street. Yep, Ridgefield Street. Okay, got you. And so you would go over there, rake leaves. What kind of a teacher was she, though? She was a great teacher. She was a great teacher. We used to have a little store. We used to um, open up in the morning. And, yep. you know, back then, I mean, that was a long time ago, but she was she was real good and nice. She used to do fun things. Yeah, okay. Like, and that's uh, interact with students and to yep. learn, like, learning, like, minor store, count the money and yep. things like that. That's the stuff we need, man. I, I remember having uh, my my favorite teacher, uh, my sister at the time. She had the school store as well when I was at Waverly. So I definitely could, could connect with that. Um, talk to me a little bit about Fox Middle. What was that experience like? Wow. Fox Middle was, that was the beginning. I mean, of having music in the gym room and dealing with Busting in from different, that's when you learn to uh, meet the different areas of Hartford. Okay. The, the Chappelle Gardens, the yep. Stowe Village, the Upper Albany. Yeah. I mean, that's when all of us come together and be in the same different classrooms. But we learn to get along with each other because we from different neighborhoods. And then sometimes we see each other at different functions. Yep. And, 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 you know, whether it was like other basketball games or football games and stuff like that, you guys could still come yeah, together. Yeah, interact and say, hello, hey, break. what's up, how you doing? Yeah. Right. And, you know, we didn't have any social media or any technology back then, so it's not like you could pull a phone out or look somebody up on the internet. You're right. We didn't have that back then. No, we didn't. No. Um, and I love how you lit up when, when I said Fox Middle, man, good times. Now, we were high school. Long, strong tradition at uh, Weber High School, and Eddie Davis is, is known a lot um, around these parts for being such an awesome leader. Why does he stand out to you? Because the way he talked to me, you know, I like the way he talked. He was firm, and he always give you that certain look. 
and he put his <laughs> head down and, you know, he let you know that he means business, you know. And um, I, I just, you know, the way he, he was a great man. I don't yeah. know if he's still alive. He may be, but he was a great, a great inspired person. You know, go to class, Williams, go to class. Okay, yeah. Mr. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> now, go to class, go to class. Yeah, go to class. Are alluding, so are you alluding to a certain kind of student that you were? What kind of student were you in school? Well, I was a student who really was trying to figure myself out, you know, because we interact with other, you know, other groups and uh, uh, students. And, you know, you had your good and you had your bad, you know. Yeah. But what made us stay on on, on point, point was that we all got along. And um, if you needed someone to help you out in your studies, they'll help you out. Even with, with mass communications and um, QTQ, when I took that course up. That was yeah. something that I like with Mr. So Cooper. You got to get on the radio station? Yeah, we used to, I used to, I took that class up. I took wow. the class with Mr. Cooper, yes. So I know Deb, you're listening. I know John's gonna end up listening. I know my man um Tom Tom is gonna be listening about you know the classes that were offered at Weaver at the time for the radio station. I know that's something that they want to continue and, and keep going so that kids can actually run the show over at WQTQ. So um, that's good information, man. That's that's good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you got the opportunity to, to do that. So what was your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject was history. Why? Government, because it, it gives you a, 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 sense of, a sense of what happened in the past and uh, how things go about between then and now. You know, history is always a favorite. History and um, science. Oh yeah, science. okay. But you history didn't mention you, you didn't mention any of your history or science teachers. Well, I had uh, Mr. Um, he teach. I kind of like forgot his name. He I had him in uh, when I was in the ninth grade. Yeah, he teach the government. Yep. He used to be a former police officer. I'm sorry about that one. No, that's all right. I'm just I'm just ragging on you, man. It's all good. You you don't have to mention the names if you don't need to. But history is great. What do you think about politics? Politics, wow. Politics is a form of history because a lot of changes happens during um, politics. Yeah. You know, and politics makes history, to be honest. I got that's you. That's when I, I, matter of fact, I was taking up government. That was one of the courses that I was taking when I was in the ninth grade. Okay. And um, as you got through Fox Middle, Weaver High School, did you play any sports? Were you part of any any extracurricular activities? Well, I wasn't I wasn't too much of a sports player until um later on in my life, but I oh we always play like street football. I mean, touch and tackle. I mean, I mean, every in the city area used to play football against other streets and other sites, you know. Man, listen, you brought up something again because, yeah, we used to play all the time. I was over in the South End and we was we was in a project over there called The Hut and we used to play against um, uh, not Chappelle Gardens. What's that other place down by? By your school. What's the Sheldon Oaks? Sheldon yeah. Oaks used to play against them in street football or meet down somewhere. You bringing up something that I know Stowe Village used to have a team. I know Bellevue Square used to have a team. Um, I don't think kids do that at all anymore. No, no. As far as um, play different neighborhoods, you know, you can meet up, play football. Hopefully you don't get into a fight or anything. After right. That. 
Correct. Over hard feelings. Um, sometimes we did. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Sometimes we did, but it was it was still something that would bring us together and at least have our neighborhood united to go play football. And it, and it was a football game, it right? Football. It wasn't anything violent that had to do with um, you know, uh, stabbing each other, or shooting each other, or, or that kind of stuff. Like I said, every now and then a little spat or a little fight because of a disagreement, but um, nothing major like we see in other times. And I wish kids got out and played um played more now i know that you're you're um a security guard now how did you get to that point to be a security guard well i was i had my cousin um rick rick edges mm -hmm. rick edges he used to be uh he used to work at security here and me and him used to talk and i said well rick I want to, you know, try being a security guy in the Hopper school system. He said, well, Tom, apply, and I'll see if I can help you out. And he said, but one thing, don't make me look bad. No, because he Rick told is me well, that. Yeah, he's well known, too, as a, as a security guy for a long time in our system. So, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He said, don't make me look bad. Right. So I try to, up <laughs> I try to uphold that, you know, that honor. Now, how long ago was that? That was almost what, 15 years ago. Wow. 15 years. And so where'd you start out at? I started out in different schools. Weaver. Um, I worked in, oh my goodness. I worked at Weaver, Alpha High. Um, uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, I, I, various schools. Even yeah. um, what's the school on... Off in Albion Avenue, down at the bottom. Um, they changed it now. Cork, Cork Middle. I worked yeah, at Cork, Cork Middle. Yeah, global. Yeah, it's global now. Cork Middle. Yes, yeah, I worked at Cork Middle when it was Cork. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, and I worked at Half a High. And when I first found this job, I was working at um, Moreland. And then the guy yeah. said, Well, there's a job opening. Go online and apply for it. Yeah. So when I went online and applied for it, I got the interview and, and they gave me the job. Okay, so now you're at Batonsa's Learning Lab. And I know they changed the name on you a few times since you've been there too, the name of the school. Um, yes. How long have you been there? I've been here about a good 14, 14 to 13 years. So 14, I mean, 13 and a half. you basically spent most of your career, if not all of your career at this one school. Yes, sir. Okay, and so tell me about your school. My school, this is, well, in the beginning, we used to have RISE students in the building, you know? Yep, yep. And um, we went from a tough place to a lovely place. Yeah. Because um, you was here at one point. <laughs> I was. Yeah. And um, we had RISE in the building. The, the, the kids used to run around, and it was pretty tough at once. Yep. But then it, it smoothed it out, and it got a lot better. Is um the climate here is great. The climate here is great right now. For the last couple, of, last four or five years, the climate been pretty good. You know. Now, now a lot of that climate has to do with the adults in the building. And I yes, know, yes, in, indeed. In talking about rise, we all love our rise students, and I know that they were tough to deal with. And I was in the building when there were some of those kids in the building as well. Um. And, and trying to work with those kids. And now that program is no longer in that building. That program is in a, a couple of other locations. Now you have a, a magnet school that is pre-K to four. And you're a pretty big dude. How tall are you? 
I'm six six feet. Six six feet or yes. six six. Six feet. <laughs> okay, so that's still pretty tall to me. No matter if you six six or six feet, it's all gonna be tall to me, my brother. Okay. So six feet tall. You got these little kids. Climbing and culture is great. I know you got um, self over there as one of your BTs, um, yes, helping you hold it down. And I know those kids look up to you. And do they do everything that you say? Is it, how, how is it being over there? Well, sometimes, you know, we don't really have to say too much to our children. We just look at them and give them a look, you know, like how grandma used to look at us. <laughs> That's it. We look at them and they say, okay, okay, okay. We don't, our, our kids are good. We have good kids. You know, our climate is great. The kids, they listen. You ask them something, they do it. You know, they no, sir. Okay, thank you. I ask, are you having a good day? Yes, I'm having a good day. I want you to have a good day. Did you wash your hands? Yes, I washed my hands, Mr. Williams. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that is awesome, man. I, I could just picture all that stuff in my head. And you're known for being, I mean, we're just going to cut to the chase. You're known for being just an awesome security guard, right? You got SSO of the year as it is. But ever since I've known you, you've been very polite, very soft-spoken. Um, I don't think I've ever heard you have to yell at anybody, maybe somebody to uh, move their car. And I don't even think you're yelling at them for that. Um, so I know you're very deserving of what you got going on. What about the neighborhood outside of the school? Um, how's that area? The community is great because I just, I develop a poor with them. You know, everybody, they walk by, they say, hello, good morning. How you doing? I say, good morning to them. How you doing? And um, they keep going about their business. Yep. And um, have a good day. It's cold outside. Frio, frio. You know, we speak different languages sometimes. And, you right. know, it's great. It's great. The interaction is very good. Our community is great. So outside of interact with the kids um, and connecting with the community outside, I know you got to deal with parents as well. Um, what's a typical day like for you at Batonis' Learning Lab as a security guard? A typical day like working here is um, making sure the day stays smooth. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's my number one. And uh, just coming in, saying, hello, how you doing? When you say hello, you speak to everybody. That helps set your tone of your day. That's right. It helps everybody else out. Good morning. Even good morning. That That's a, a plus. That is definitely typical. And making my rounds, checking everything, and um, just being noticed. You know, just being noticed to everyone and um, keeping the peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keeping the peace. When, when you say keeping the peace, right, not only do you have to deal with, you know, the cars outside in the morning, right, because I've seen that street. It, it could be a little busy out there. You got to also have to deal with parents when they might be upset at something. And I know over the years, you probably had your fair share of either um, incidents with cars outside or with parents coming in upset. Yes, I, I mean, I had my share, and um, but it's how you talk to them, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, stay calm, you know, you just can't go at them, you know, any kind of way with, with a strong tone, you know, say, well, I'm just trying to help you and so we can get through this right now together, you know, you know, yeah. I don't, no, nah, no stronghold or nothing like that, nothing like that, just talk nice and calm to them, get your point across and 
let's make this transition smooth. Yeah. No matter what, if I can help you out for a few seconds, then I'll do it. That I'd rather help somebody out for a few minutes than have a big fuss and argument about something that we could avoid it. I love the way you put that, man. That's perfect. What's the most rewarding part about going to work every day? Oh my God. The most <laughs> rewarding part of going every day is when you walk through the building in the morning and you see the kids and you know they learn it. That is rewarding. And they learn it. And then in the morning, they say they say hi, good morning to you. Yep. But when they leave, you they say bye-bye. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to love. Say, I'll see you tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, they say, happy Wednesday. Happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday. <laughs> wow. You, you got to love innocence like that, right? And, and again, yes, you, got the, you got the babies over there. You got the little ones. When they get a little older, you know, they still speak to you. They're still cool. But it's nothing like the little ones when they um when they say good morning and, you know, have a good day and see you tomorrow, man. Those are that's got to be rewarding. And, and yes, and they be with their parents and they be right. saying and they be waving yeah. and their parents start waving and it carries <laughs> on. It carries on. It's just filtered through. Everybody be wanting some of that, you know? Right, Everybody right. Everybody say, hello, how you doing? Good morning. And it's a, it's a, it's a respect agreement amongst the community that's just, right. it's, it's, it's there, you know? I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's there in the air. Listen, I, how could you not love going to work knowing you're going to get that from them little ones every day? That's, that's again, perfect answer, man. Thank you for that. I'm going to flip that, though, now, and I'm going to ask you what's the most challenging part. Keeping it like that. Mm, okay. <laughs> Keeping okay. it like that. Keeping <laughs> it like that. Keeping composure, staying calm through all situations. Keeping that keeping that demeanor of where, where everything is calm and you, you keep a situation de-escalated and, and not making no ruckus and nothing in front of the kids, just keeping it calm and, and maintaining intact. Now, you know, now, since you've gone there, that's, that's next on the list. We talk about de-escalation techniques for um, SSOs. I've spoke to this about Jay um, when we interviewed him last year. Um, what is it like or what do you have to do? Because not everybody can do it. You might be trained in it. And, I, and I'll ask you what type of training you guys get. But when it comes to de-escalation, sometimes it's an art form as well because you could lose your cool quickly. Talk to me a little bit about de-escalation and situation. De-escalation, you find your openings. Once you find your openings, when you're talking to a student, uh, we don't have too much of that where we get kids out of hand, but even when I work with the uh, the grown the other students, like in the summer programs, yep. you you, swear, you can break their rhythm. If you make a joke or something, they laugh, you know you got them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's about just trying to find a human to, to get them away from what are, why they're so upset. Uh, what's the problem? And once you get rid of that, and then if, and if that takes a while, then you just keep talking to them. Say, okay, why, why are you acting like that? What is the reason for that? Yeah. Why you want to know? Let them get a chance to talk and explain themselves so that way we can fix this and we don't have to go as far as it needed to be. But really, we don't have those kind of situations here. Right. Not at, not at early reading lab. No, because we had fixed all that a long time ago. Got you. 
Okay. I, I love to hear that we got it under control. That's great. Um, what type of training do you receive regardless, though? Even though you may not have some of those issues at, at the building right now with the little ones, you still receive training as a district. Yes, yes. We have uh, CPIs, um, CPR, AED. We have uh, safe school training, all kinds of. They have a library for the safe school training that we go through, that I go through on my half a day. So I just take my initiative to go up and just do some safe some safe school training and, and continue to learn. Now, when you say, you, you mentioned some acronyms. You said AED and then... CPR? CPR, yes, sir. Okay, it's so. CPI. All right, so what's AED? AED is, is when you take a, uh, the pad and you put a ribbon on a kid's heart. It's just because they have any kind of uh, fallout or so they get sick. Fire is, um, it's like a CP, uh, the heart stop beating. So you want to. Oh, I got you. Yeah, okay. The defibrillator. A defibrillator, yes, sir. Okay, all right. And CPI? CPI is another form of how you um, de-escalate a situation as far as um, a crisis, a prevention crisis. Okay. Certain and techniques, certain holds, and certain techniques that we have would have to use if, if that occurs, but we try not to go as on. Okay, so because you, you said certain holds that you might have to put no, students in. I mean, not like, not like restraints or nothing like that. No restraints. Okay. I got you. And then... The CPR is just your regular life-saving techniques where you got to um, yes, apply methods to help them breathe. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, what about trainings around uh, school shootings or uh, cold reds or violent people coming in the building? When there's a cold red, we lock the building down. Lock yep. all doors. Everybody's out of sight. Windows, everybody's away from the windows. Everything is locked down. Yeah. And you, you guys have training when there's an active shooter in the building? or Yes, we take that course up every year. Every yep. year on our uh, safe school, active shooter. Yes, if somebody come in, it's an active shooter. We run announcements and we, we, we go into gear. Now, I know you got a small school, but you're the only guard for that school, correct? Not no more. I have another uh, co-worker. His name is uh, Officer Sean. Yeah, um, he's a, he's come with me this year, and I'm he's a real great access to this team here. Okay, so you got two people now. Great, there's two of us now. But now for a long time you was there by yourself. So I'm I was by myself, yes, sir. Right, because I just think where we are right now in this world, you never can be too um, safe. I think all of our buildings need at least two guards to help one another, no matter how big or how small the building is just to make sure that everybody's safe because we can't say enough of much about how um, you guys are on the front line uh, helping to support and keep all of us safe. So I appreciate that. And I'm glad they gave you a second um, SSO to, to support you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so when you got announced SSO of the year, how did that go down? I felt, I felt, I felt great, you know, um, <clears throat> I worked hard. I worked hard, and I, I felt great. And um, I was very appreciated. I was very thankful for it. You know, first of all, you know, you know, I felt like um, 
Jerry Maguire wasn't going to tear up, like I said earlier. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but when, when um, uh, Chief Roberts came in and um, gave me the award and, and Sergeant Donis, I was I was very honored. And the rest of the uh, sergeants came along and supervisors. It's it's a, it's a it's a blessing, you know, and I I don't I don't hold that very lightly, you know. That's touched very dear to my heart, you know. And um, well, wait. So how did you how did you find out? Did they pop up on you? And they pop up you? on me out of yeah. nowhere. Wow. Like I was saying earlier, they, they came out of nowhere. I was like, what? Something going on <laughs> that I didn't know. <laughs> That's cool, man. And um, so when you get you got the award. And then did, did they announce it in front of your peers or anything like that? Or yes, that just- yes, yes. They took pictures. Uh, it was it was great. It was great. It's it's a well. It's something that I always remember, dear. You know, is they did that real great. You know, during these COVID times, it still went through real good to me. It resonated. You know, it just make me feel that. You know, when you work hard at something, and that's that's what uh. I would tell the students, to the kids today, if you work hard at something and you go at it strong, especially while you're young and you go at yep. it real strong, yep. the payoff is very great. You know, the reward is there. You just got to believe in yourself and it, it will come. You will get that harvest. And so, you know, just, just, just watching you now and listening to you speak and recognizing that, you know, you came from Hartford. You went to Hartford Public Schools. You had great experience in our schools, great principals, great leaders, and now you're part of our school system. I mean, does that? How does that resonate with you? How do you feel about that? I feel great. You know, I feel that hey, I have a place. I'm in a place. I'm in a great place, and I'm I'm very thankful and honored to be in this place. I don't take that lightly. I'm yeah. very thankful, very honored, and I and I stay humble to that because. You know, that's some these kids are watching you and they're watching your behavior and you want to uphold what you have done and what you continue to do because one day that's going to be them. Big time, big words from a big man. And, and, and you know what? We, we appreciate that. Is there anything that you have to do um, special as SSO of the year? Do you have to address the other security guards? Do you got to lead any training? Do you got to go do... Talks. I know we're in COVID right now, um, and usually with Teacher of the Year, they have to do some things throughout the year as well. Are, are they calling on you to do any special things as SSO of the Year? No, they haven't called on me yet. But um, okay. if they feel that they need to, you know, because we have good, we have great leaders in great positions, you know. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm a part of what I do, and I've been recognized. But we have great supervisor, and we have great leadership at the top, and. Um, they're doing a very good job at what they do. Okay. We can take it with that. Is there, I, I was going to ask you this. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to have a little fun. When it comes to Batonsa's Learning Lab, right? I know you watch your teachers. I know you know who's doing things over there. Well, who's the best teacher in that building? Wow. The best one. We just lost one of the best ones, Ms. Vandersoop. She was one of the best ones. Shout out to Ms. Vandersloot. She took yeah, Ms. Vandersloot was she was teacher. like you know number one. <laughs> I mean, Tommy, I, I, Tommy, I, I, Tommy, I, I, Tommy, 
Stop right there. Stop right there. Okay. Listen, I was joking. I was joking. I'm here to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. You ain't the best teacher in the building. We're going to stop it, it, because I'm going to get you in trouble. And I, yes, I don't, don't want to get you in trouble. I'm going to switch that and say, Mary Valera's back. Darpin Patel is there. How's that administration in the building? Well, the administration is good. That's administration. We have a great team, you know. Yeah. They they work hard and um and I'm I'm pretty I'm glad to be a part of that team, you know. I'm glad they they working hard, they working putting in tremendous hours. Yeah. Sometimes Mr. Patel is here late in the nighttime, you know. When I'm finishing working um after school program, he's still at it. So he's always thinking of ways to reinvent, to do better and better and better. And um and Mary, I knew Mary for when I first started working here. I know. Ever since yeah. I knew Mary, she's always been um, going to the next level. She's always making her ceilings, her floors. She's just knocking down ceilings and keep, keep <laughs> climbing and keep climbing. So that's the only thing I fear about Mary is that, hey, eventually she's going to end up doing something else greater and better, knowing her. Yeah. yeah. And that's Mary for you. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and I appreciate you, you know, with those good words for um, – Principal Patel and, and, and Assistant Principal Valera. Um, I, and that's just the kind of person you are. So I wouldn't expect anything else but you giving people their flowers while they're still around. Um, we're going to get close to wrapping up. So when we what we usually try to get to is um, ask our guests that come on the show what, what thing it is on TV that they're watching that we all need to watch. Or what book out there that you read that you think everybody needs to read or what are you listening to that everybody should be listening to? So I'm going to let you choose one of those or two of those or three of those, whatever you want to do to tell us about. Well, I like the food network because cooking is an art. That's right. That's right. Cooking is an art. I love the food networks. I'm always thinking of ways well, me and my wife can make up something or get in the kitchen and try to create a dish and then feed off of that. And um, Sorry, as, I uh, I'm not going to let you get by with just saying cooking network. You got to you got to listen. A lot of people watch the cooking network. And a lot of people have favorite shows. So give me a show that either you and your wife watch or that you like from the cooking network. Well, me and my wife, we, we like to watch All American. Okay, what's All American? No, is that on the Cooking Network or is that no, All no, American? All American? That's a um, a TV show on. Uh, oh, so wait, so wait, so back up, back up, back up. We're gonna get to All American. What on the Cooking Network? What show on that? Channel? Okay, all right. Uh, beat Bobby Flay. Okay, so beat Bobby, <laughs> beat Bobby I've seen Flay. Him get beat before too, though. He does lose. Yes, he does. He does lose. Okay, and then talk to me now about All American. What's All American? All American is about this this young brother coming from moving from one part of um, the neighborhood to another part. Uh, he's a great football athlete. Yeah, where he goes back and forth from Beverly Hills uh, into the inner city, and then he learns how to manage both of them. Where he's being selected to go to college and play football against his rival, and then. Tay Diggs, he's a, a coach in that, and you have yep. several actors. But it's very good. It's a very good um, show. I likes it pretty much. Okay, so that you're not the first person to come on our show and talk about All American. I still haven't checked it out, but I got to do that. I have seen Beat Bobby play though before. Um, if you could tell 
our other security guards, if you had other advice for some of our other SSOs that might be in different um, a different situation than you, right? They might have more challenging roles and challenging schools or their climate and culture may not be the best right now in their building like yours is at Batonsis Learning Lab. What's some advice you got for your um, fellow SSOs out there? Well, for one thing, I would just say, uh, remember, no one comes to work to be average. You got to go above and beyond. And sometimes you got to put in a lot of hard work. And it can, I can, you can say it's easy said for me, be done. But remember, I was here by myself and I seen the good and I seen yeah. the bad. So yeah. I seen it all. But you just got to stay, stay diligent in doing what you're doing and just keep making a um making a difference because that does pay it off. Once you see the kids and they show you, because they always going to remember you. You can be in a mall and they're going to call your name. Yep. You know, sometimes they, they may say Williams or whatever, but they're going to know you. They're not going to forget what you put inside them, what kind of seeds you sold in them. So if you think you're not doing nothing, you're sowing seeds into the good kids and they're going to they understand that and they respect you. Thank you for those words for your SSOs. And I can't let you out of here without this one because we both are Cowboy fans, right? We used to talk all the time about the Dallas Cowboys. We see each other, you know, Tony Romo this back in the day and, you know, this person that. Now we got Dak Zeke. When this airs, we would have already lost our playoff game against the 49ers once this, this episode airs. You tell me as a fellow Cowboy fan, who needs to be fired? Wow. You know, to be honest... I think, I wouldn't say get rid of nobody exactly, but um, those young players that we have, I, this wasn't our year. You know, we lied, we made a lot of mistakes, penalties yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's, but um, Dak, I think Dak needs to be more hungry at it. He needs to go at it more, mm -hmm. stronger, you know. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, they paid him, they gave him what he want. He yep. just got to produce. Okay, he can get a pass this year. Next year, the young ones that's playing, they yeah. made a lot of mistakes. They're okay. not used to the big stage yet, but next year they be ready. Okay. This was the big stage. So you think the coach is okay too? Well, he, you know what? He could have got them more prep better. He should have right. got them a lot ready. Right. Especially you know? for a home game. Yeah, yeah. That you know, I that's that that kind of hurted me. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still. I, I'm still, I'm still going through it. <laughs> it was only two days ago, what, three days ago, something like that, right? Was, I'm still going through it too. I got teased about it last night, so. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, it's all good. Listen, yes, man, I want to, I know you got, you're up against the clock. You got to go um, handle the fire drill, but I want to uh, thank you for coming on, congratulating you once again. This is Tommy Williams, our uh, school safety officer of the year. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast, brother. Thank you so much, Mr. Richards, for having me. And you have a blessed day as well. All right. You too, All sir. Right. Thank you. Yes, bye-bye. That's a wrap. You have just finished an episode of Let's Talk Harper Public Schools podcast. To listen to more conversations from the Harford, Connecticut education community, search Let's Talk Harford Public Schools on your favorite podcast platforms. We are also streaming on WQTQ.FM and Harford Public Schools website. Remember, stand for something or fall for anything.